Yo, I'm Will Blackman, and this is Upsets and Underdogs, presented by WinBet. This is the show where we dive into the world of sports betting and discuss the best lines, the top props, and of course, the most intriguing underdogs. Today, we'll jump right into our upset of the week and discuss all of this madness from week two. The NFL season is here. Kick it off right with WinBet. On the WinBet mobile app, you get access to unique markets like NFL yardage leaders and exact season wins. Who will be the last team to win a game? What about the last team to be undefeated? I know I got my guesses. You can find all those odds on WinBet. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to set the odds in your favor. Download now and start winning with WinBet. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. So as I'm retired, I'm learning more and more about myself. Um, I played sports my entire life and been competitive playing these sports, but off the field, I'm pretty chill, right? Like I'm not, if someone wants to like try to race me, I'm like, ah, whatever. Someone wants to, someone beats me in a video game. I'm like, ah, whatever. Not a big deal. I'm pretty chill. The competitive person in our house is my wife. It's not me. It's my wife. And I got a first glimpse of it when we were first dating back in 2008. We were playing Mario Kart, okay, on Wii. And I think it was like Ghost Valley was the level, was the, was the stage. And I just, I drove by her and I didn't touch her. I didn't bump her car, anything. I drove by her and she she fell off the bridge. That one has no bars, n- nothing to keep you up. It's, it just falls off. And she she fell off and she was livid. She went off on me, furious, mad at me that day. And that's why I was like, man, like she's really competitive. Now she does have a sports background. She played volleyball, had some scholarships, but any, but then from there on, anything else that we do, like she's ultra competitive, and that's and I kept telling people that's just not me. But there were a couple of situations, like playing basketball. I found out like maybe I am pretty competitive off the field, but nothing drives me nuts more than fantasy football. I have three teams and I got my ass whooped in all three leagues. <laughs> okay. It, it, I, it honestly, it drives me nuts. Like I, I'm at this point where like, I'm looking at the transaction. I really, 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 really want to win. And it's, it just drives me nuts. So I, I had to get that out the way off my chest before I got going on this show, because that's, so, I'm learning more about myself. You'll see every episode as I continue to discover who I am. Okay. So to, Help me calm down. I'm going to bring my homeboy, Nick Deus, in here. The gambling Greek. Nick, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm doing all right. You know, rough rough week with the picks. My Giants look like it's heartbreak city every time they take the field, Will. And one of the big concerns that I have is a guy that you mentioned sort of in passing. Well, the scenario in passing of fantasy football problems that you might be having. My running back, I say my because I think my emotions dictate whether the Giants are going to win or not. I'm one of those fans. <laughs> but, dude, Saquon Barkley, from your perspective, what's going on? Because I don't think the ACL is physical with him because he broke off that really exciting run. I think a lot of that right. is mental. What do you say? Well, here's the thing. I, I've been, unfortunately, I did tear my ACL. 
and I did the MCL, I did meniscus, all that stuff. And right, the, the rehab part, it is a big mental situation. For example, like Odell hasn't played yet, probably because Odell's not ready. Um, which I agree, you know, he should take as much time as he needs because this is the point where like his career is in jeopardy. Saquon is he's only what a year out, you know, from from tearing his, and usually this is like a 12 to 18 month situation. I thought about that. Maybe he's not running right because maybe mentally he's nervous or scared or what have you. However, he did post something telling us to keep that same energy. <laughs> I saw that. He said, keep that same energy, you know, when things are, when he starts killing it. So, but that thinking about Saquon mentally and his injuries, it also has me thinking about like all these quarterbacks that got beat up this weekend. I mean, Andy Dalton, right? He's he's fighting for his career and he got injured and Justin Fields comes in to finish the games and wins. I know that was taxing on him. I look at the the biggest one of all though was Tua. You know, he ended up getting rock bottomed and broke his ribs and the biggest the biggest question mark for him was durability, you know, after his big injury in Alabama, can he stay healthy, you know? And then, you know, people talk about his ability cuz he doesn't have a strong arm. Uh, we've seen that already in the NFL. So durability and ability is in question. Um, Car- who else? Carson Wentz, he's another one who is, I, I mean, I feel bad for that dude. He got rolled up on and they said both his ankles and both knees, something crazy like that is is jacked up. So he's getting that checked out. Um, Derek Carr scared the hell out of me, but he got back up. <laughs> he was fine. But um, yeah, it, it is it it is taxing mentally because you just don't know you know what's going to happen when i injured my knee the first thing i was like damn dude am i going to be the same again right i knew i was going to get healthy i knew i was going to still play but am i going to be the same my my special power was agility those are my you know i can make anybody miss or i can stay with anybody i was 6 1 playing slot you know playing nickel chasing tyler lockett these little dudes around but so what what gave me my confidence back? It was, you know, once I started making plays, once I realized like, okay, I, like I'm good. I can stay with these people. I'm I'm fast again. So, you know, I actually end up, I ran a 4-4 at the combine, I ended up running a 4-3 after my ACL. So it's possible, man. It's, it's very, very, very possible to do that. But yeah, no, that was a good call. So I'm going to jump right into our upset of the week. Speaking of Derek Carr, the Raiders won outright, plus two hundred and five outright. That was um, that was an impressive win, especially after beating the Ravens. Right now, they are mopping the AFC North, and it is outstanding because this was again one of the teams that people make fun of, people weren't sure of, uh, what have you. Of course, the Steelers are, are banged up all over the place, but still, this was an impressive win for the Raiders, Nick. Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes, again, one of the common themes that we like to touch on from a betting perspective, Will, is when you make your bets is very important. On game day, right. the Steelers ruled out three players on defense, Devin Bush, Hayden, and then they lost TJ Watt, your guy with the bag, $100 million man. <laughs> and then they also lost another defensive tackle, Alula. So, what happens? Derek Carr goes after the corner. James Pierre, that steps in for a Joe Hayden. 
and they attacked the linebacker the whole game. So that was a hell of a game plan for the for the Raiders stepping in, hobbled on the road. Big big win for the Vegas Raiders. No, yeah, it, it was huge simply because like all those things. But again, I want to give a lot of credit to that defense. Uh, Gus Bradley coming over. Um, Mac Crosby is becoming a star. And then, you know, them signing Yannick Ngakwe in the offseason, too, was huge because they just put pressure on Big Ben the whole time. Big Ben said he wishes he could play better. Um, I know it's early, but right now, Der- Derek Carr is leading the league in passing by a long shot. He has like over 800 yards. The closest person to him is Kyler Murray with like 689, I think it is, something like that. So I like the Raiders. Okay, Nick, give us some betting notes from this game. Dude, it was something we talked about on that last show with Joe, Joe Fan, how these narratives that we create in our heads sometimes we're our worst enemy. And I'm not buying into this West Coast traveling Eastern time zone thing anymore, Will, because in the past, it used to be the case, <laughs> right? From 03 right. to 2012, 44% of the time, the West Coast team did not cover the spread. From 13 to 2019, 59% of the time, those West Coast teams covered the spread. That's close to 60%. That is that's still pretty low. That's high. 60%. You think that's pretty high? Spread. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm being exact. 59. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I tried to round up a little bit, get a little funky. I feel you. But it's, it's one of these narratives that we try to put in our heads to give us an edge. And it just doesn't seem... Unless it's Seattle. You think Seattle is a team that you got to worry about traveling east? Yeah, I feel, I feel like, you know, anytime they go to New York or when they go to Carolina, they struggle with those teams. Yeah. New York, including Buffalo and, you know, and the Giants. I yeah. Like. I mean, this week we had two teams traveling east and they both won outright. You had the Niners and then you also had the Raiders. And now the Raiders, like you mentioned, 2-0. and Right. They were expected to lose both of these games. So they should be 0-2, Will, but they're 2-0. and And the reason why I said expected to lose is because the WinBet app, the sports book, they had them as underdogs. How do you feel about the Vegas Raiders moving forward? I'm just going to go one game at a time with them. I think I think right now the mindset, especially of Derek Carr, he's in savage mode. He's legit playing with his back against the wall, you know, not caring. Uh, I love I love the relationship with him and John Gruden. It's a weird one, but they're having so much fun. I almost feel like they give each other crap all the time just talking smack to each other but they understand the the end goal and then it's great for coach Gruden because now he has I keep giving coach Gus Bradley love but he has another head coach on the other side of the ball you know and those guys are playing super fast that's the biggest thing and you're going to hear this week in a week out anytime the Raiders win for me is that coach Gus Bradley's defense allows you to not think and play fast and then that's the biggest thing Um, that they're doing all right so last episode nick and i made our underdog pick of the week um these were the underdog teams that we thought had the best shot to win so let's see how we did i fell into the trap and i picked the Bengals. you know plus three at the bears um i could have sworn Vic Vangio was on the sideline calling the plays for this Bears defense. They look like the 2018 Bears. I mean, three picks, four sacks, just lights out. They had, this is crazy. They had, Joe Burrow had part of his meltdown. He had three picks in like three minutes. 
I mean, Roquan Smith might get paid next week. I mean, he's due anyway because he's an outstanding player. But that was just absolutely crazy. Um, I think the last person to do that was Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2018, which is not a bad thing because it tells me two things. If Joe Burrow's throwing like Fitzpatrick, one, he gives no Fs. And two, he might play for 30 years, uh, hopefully not on 30 different teams. But that was crazy to me. I look at the bear side offensively. Yes, Andy Dalton did go down. Did not see much from Justin Fields. I mean, I mean, the one thing we can talk about is, yes, he's mobile, so you expect him to run around a lot. But all, all his passes were within the tackle box. Like he was in the pocket for the most part throwing passes. But how do you how do you help out a rookie quarterback? You play unreal defense. So yeah, I thought I thought the Bengals were gonna pull this one out. Um but the one thing I always say I do like about Joe Burrow is that despite throwing the three picks, he did come back and throw a touchdown to Jamar Chase. So that was impressive as well, too. So yeah. Um what did we learn in terms of uh, sports betting in this game? Well, you fell for the trap. The, the prime time factor, man. You saw the Bears get blown out on Sunday Night Football. They come home and everybody was on the Bengals. Close to 75% of the bets were coming in on the Bengals. And the line kept moving in their favor. It was becoming a shorter and shorter line. And the Bears at home by kickoff were a one-point favorite. So I think everybody saw that game where they got blown out by the Rams. And then you saw the Bengals win at home as an underdog in overtime. All the the flashy fantasy guys, and then you kind of got burned by the primetime factor. Will I know because I even started Jamar Chase. I was like, okay, I like what he did. You know, hopefully he'll do it this week. But then the 2018 Bears showed up, the number one defense in the league, and yes, I got smacked. All right, Nick, your underdog pick of the week was the Eagles plus three and a half hosting San Fran. Tell us about that game. Oh, man, Will. Talk about falling for traps, huh? Listen, before you... I wanted to say this, though. This was an even game, but even games that are low-scoring are boring as hell. This was a boring-ass game, okay? I was watching this, and I was like, bro, they need to, like... There was only one exciting thing, and that was the long pass to uh, Kez over there. Um, And, yeah... Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. I, <laughs> hey, I, you're echoing the same sentiment as me, dude. And I just, uh, are we sure that the Falcons are any good, right? They're 0-2. And the reason why I bring them up is because one of the concerns that we, uh, I feel like we all shared that same, that same thought process, even when Joe was on the show last week. Are we sure that the Falcons are good? Because if they're not goodwill and all signs of them being a not good team, do we even weigh that Eagles win against them on the road that much? Because that's why I fell for that trap. Well, I would say that because their Eagles win was impressive, just like the uh, Buccaneers win against the Falcons was impressive. I mean, the Eagles look really, they look really good organized. They didn't look terrible against the Niners. I thought they played them really tough. The, the hard thing is, you know, they they weren't really good in the red zone. They had that one, they ran the Philly special on fourth down and the receiver threw it out of bounds versus at least trying to get something. And that was a huge stop for San Fran that really flipped it. And so, I mean, they only lost 17 to 11, you know? Um, so there were, there weren't really many explosive plays. Like I said, the other one 
um, to Quez Watkins was the was the only one. Uh, what was interesting too on the other side is Trey Lance did not play uh, in the game. Jimmy G, Jimmy G, Jimmy G in the beginning, he looked he did not look comfortable at all. Like he was sailing a lot of passes. Um, it, it just he was just really off. But eventually he settled down and then you know started making plays. I don't think he threw anything over twenty yards, but still he did enough to to get the win. Um, but yes, that game was boring as hell. So what did we learn about betting in this game? What we learned in this game from a betting perspective is that these West Coast teams coming east, especially San Francisco, who decided to stay in the Virginia area like they did last year before right. playing both those games at MetLife, their body clock was adjusted and they were dominating the entire time. Yeah, it was boring. But like you said, outside of that, pass out the end zone down the sideline. There was not much else. And at no point did I feel good about the Eagles being someone that backed the Eagles in this game. Well, yeah, I mean, I was impressed with the Eagles in the beginning because they, they knocked the run game out. I mean, they were just destroying that outside inside zone. Um, huge loss. Brandon Graham. That was a big deal. Um, that's going to be painful for them because he was catalyst making all those plays. So real quick, let's recap what, other underdogs won this week. Um, underdogs had a bad week as we expected after historic underdog week one. Uh, the favorites went 10-5. The Titans beat the Seahawks. This goes back to your traveling thing. They went from east to west, but they went into Seattle and got it done. Anytime though, Derrick Henry gets going. What do you have? 180 yards rushing. Um, that is a problem. The uh, Panthers beat the Saints. Again, this is such a weird, a weird-ass league, man. Like, <laughs> like I, the world just does that to Green Bay, and then the Panthers come and beat the Saints. Underdog at home. Panthers were an underdog at home. Plus 140. Um, the Ravens beat the Chiefs. Good for Lamar. Uh, we'll, get up, we'll get to that one. And the Cowboys uh, beat the Chargers. They were plus 140. So that is... We're going to segue right into our top dogs. So, Cowboys versus Chargers. What are the lines? Chargers were minus three at closing. All tickets backed the Cowboys, Nick, per win. Talk to us about that. Yeah, Cowboys being such a public team and coming off a loss on Thursday Night Football. Extra time to prepare, too. That's something that we got to start taking into account as well. 81% of the tickets coming in on the Cowboys per the WinBet app. And basically, Will, this game had a third team on the field, and that was the officials. The officials <laughs> really dominated social media during that game. Dude, 12 times the L.A. Chargers were flagged for 99 yards, and a pair of touchdowns were taken away from Herbert. I saw a stat, Will, that blew my mind. 218 passing yards were called back for Justin Herbert in that game. That is madness. That's madness because that happened twice for him. I'm not not those many yards, but last week he could have thrown for over 400 if Mike Williams caught the ball. And then this week, right, if all those penalties weren't thrown, uh, that would happen. But you know what, though? Still, I look at the Cowboys game plans, right? What Kellen Moore is doing. So last week, everyone is losing their mind because they're not giving the ball to Zeke. Well, people... 
you you play to your strengths, right? You look at the matchups. When they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers has the number one run defense. So they went in there and like, look, why we'll try to run the ball just to give something different, but the weakness is in the secondary. So we are going to throw the ball. And they were very successful doing so. The issues were the kicker and the defense. So this week, they're playing the Chargers in LA. And they're like, okay, we see opportunity to run the football here as expected. A little bit of Zeke and a lot of Tony Pollard. Um, so, yes, we can talk about the refs and other stuff, but they could not stop these two, especially Tony Pollard. Though. His burst is absolutely unreal. Uh, what he can do, uh, just get out the backfield and just sit in that burst. I, I really love watching him play. I did not start him, so there goes another point to my fantasy woes. But, yeah, sometimes the third team, the, the referees um, – do come to play. I mean, the taunting on Keaton Keaton Allen was weird. The the pass interference they called on um, Curse was was silly. Um, the one on Jared Cook for holding there's it was just all over the place. But again, they still need to stop the run. Nick. So, what are the gambling takeaways from this? I know you touched a little bit about it with the um, the public. Yeah, we always like to point out where the professionals and where the public are putting their money. And dude, sometimes the public is right. And anytime you have a public team like the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Packers, uh, you can even throw in the Kansas City Chiefs into that mix too as public teams, teams that get a lot of action. Every now and then, the public is going to win. And that's what we had in this example here with the Chargers and the Cowboys. So my question really quick. So I understand the Chiefs being like a public team. Um, because of how like successful they are, but why the Cowboys when they haven't even been as close to being successful? Is it just because they're a popular team? Yeah. What do what are the Cowboys known as? America's team. So they're always gonna garner to the public, and it's gonna be a team where those fan bases too that I spotlighted: Steelers, Packers, Chiefs, Cowboys. They have a lot of fans throughout the whole country, so they influence a lot of the markets when those said teams are playing. And that's what you saw here. Okay. So sometimes the public is right. All right. Chiefs Ravens, our Sunday night matchup. What were the lines? Ravens were three and a half underdog. The over was 54. Um, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, you know, Lamar's like to me, he's kind of like, and this is, this is the, an ultimate compliment. So anyone who listens to this, this is not any shade. He's like Russell Westbrook. In the NFL. Because, I mean, and I say that, what made me think of that was this was his 11th in the NFL, we call a double triple. This is his 11th double triple where he, you know, threw for, you know, triple, double, triple digits and for yards and ran for triple digits as well. Like he's going to light it up and give your team a chance to, to win. And, and he's that explosive. So you just have to figure out how to beat the rest of the team. But this was massive. For Lamar, I mean, they had running backs that they just signed a few days ago. You know, Tyson Williams, uh, Latavius Murray, uh, Devontae Freeman, all contributing. Uh, they handled that really well. The, the The thing that really stands out to me, though, about Lamar is out the gate, he threw two picks, right? And you're like, damn, this is this is going going to go downhill. Nothing changed. 
for him mentally. Nothing. Like he threw two picks and he just kept going, kept going, kept going. Came out, you know, second quarter, got going. And then right, the the famous, you know, video going around when Harbaugh was like, You want Lamar, you want to go for it? <laughs> you know? And Lamar was like, Yeah, he was like, All right, didn't even didn't even blink. Didn't even blink. Said, let's do it. Um, so that's that's the coolest thing about Lamar, man, is he just he's just going for it. And this was a game that he really, really, really wanted. You saw his post-game interview too, where he was like, We finally got the monkey off our back, you know. Like, this is my kryptonite, this is my kryptonite. And so this was this was cool. This was cool to see, man. Um, yeah, so what are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, you're right about the kryptonite thing. He hasn't beaten the Chiefs up until last night. He was 0-3 against Mahomes in Kansas City. And I I love that. I love that video. I knew when I was watching the game that it was going to go viral and people were going to be talking about it as as a you know, non-professional athlete, though I could have been. The beer slowed me down a little bit, Will, as I was. Look, man, I saw, listen, I saw your, your little uh, flag league, man. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I, I could sling, Will. I could sling. You know what I'm saying? And I could hit like 50-yard field goals. So if ever you want to put money on go. something, you know, like in, in those movies and those shows where you bring that random do, like like uh, white man can't jump, right? And be like, yo, my guy over here could hit a 50-yard field goal. They'll say no because, you know, judging a book by its cover. And then we'll be cashing out. <laughs> That's a plan. I think we, we should start doing once we link up. <laughs> yes, I agree. but yo, I I love it, man. And and just as just like as a fan, I I want to go down with my best guys, right? I want my best guy taking the right. jump shot when the game's on the line. And if my best offense and style of play is to run it with Lamar and put the ball in his hand to make a decision, yes, go all the time because we've seen this story happen where. You don't you punt on that fourth down and then heartbreak city, couple passes to Kelsey and Hill, and then they kick a field goal. So this was beautiful. Loved every moment of it. Yeah, and, and there goes me again, where last week I'm like, ah, you know, Cleveland hasn't won, but this is the time they're gonna win. But the Chiefs haven't lost in September, and they show that. And then this week, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to get in Kansas City because they haven't lost September and they lose. Can't stand it. Now, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at WinBet. So before we go any further, I just want to remind you, on the WinBet mobile app, you get access to unique markets like NFL yardage leaders and exact season wins. Do not let me forget, it is the best place for NFL parlays too. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to set the odds in your favor. Download now and start winning with WinBet. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where you play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Before we wrap things up, let's see what the record shows. Your boy went 2-2 two and two this week. That's what I'm talking about. My underdog of the week was the Bengals. So I'm 0-2 so far this season on my underdog of the week. My favorite pick was the Colts. I had them covering, and they did. So I'm 1-1 one one on my favorite pick of the week. Right now, I'm sitting at 4-5. and five. I am moving on up. Nick, how did you do? I'm hoping that first impressions are lasting impressions, Will, because we went 1-3 and three <laughs> in week 2, 0-1 on the underdog of the week. 0-1 favorite pick of the week. We're 1-1 one one in both categories, sitting at 5-4, one game above 500. I told you, man. I'm t- I told you, you. You need to keep 
one eye open, okay? I'm letting you know right now. One eye open. Slowly but surely. I See, when I play in the league or anything, not just in the league, even when I work out, the 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 further it goes, like the fourth quarter, that's where it's like, man, I just got a second life. That's like, it's like watch out, bro. I'm just letting you know, okay? So, yes, it's still September, October. You get, you might get a little nervous, but November, December, okay? I'm just letting you know. Yeah, you were you were a gentleman about it last week. You you kind of slandered me a bit, threw me under the bus, but you also <laughs> gave me a fair warning. <laughs> under the so bus? I respect that. <laughs> Look, that's just what it. Listen, I'm being. I like you, so I'm being chill right now. But once once I pull ahead. Like Jordan said, he said, don't talk, don't talk trash when you're ahead, right? Talk when it's zero zero. I'm a loser right now and I'm running my mouth. So please beware. <laughs> All right, that's it for today's show. Next episode, we'll be previewing week three's games and making some new picks. This has been Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. Do not forget to subscribe, throw us a rating, review, and tell your friends. You can find me on all socials at Will Blackman. Super simple. Find me, follow me. I'm like putting dancing videos on Instagram right now. So have fun with that. Nick, where can they find you? Nick Deus10 on Twitter and Instagram. Not many dancing videos, but it's a good time there. <laughs> All right. Thank you for watching. Peace out.